We thank you all for coming to celebrate the Holy Day as we honor the heroic men and women who have blazed a way to be in communion with Almighty God. These young men and women of all ages have lived and sacrificed and served the Lord. As each of us is called to as we promise God on the day of our own confirmation. Today we celebrate All Saints Day. And obviously I think it's good to start by defining what a saint is. A saint is a person who is recognized as having an exceptional degree of holiness or lightness or closeness to God in communion and are with him forever in heaven. Obviously, as you can see, we lit the 45 candles of the people who have passed away, whose names are on the banner from this past year from our parish. There can be saints living in our midst, but when we die, we do not become angels because we are made of body and soul. We await the return of our body when we get to heaven, when the Lord returns in glory. Today, the psalm of the church says, Lord, this is the people that longs to see your face. Who are these people today that we honor? They're the men and women of all walks of life. We have children like Maria Goretti, who sacrificed her life rather than being explained immorality through the sexual advance her advancer had upon her. We honor great mothers like the Blessed Mother and St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, who brought Catholic education to America. We honor great fathers and dads like St. Joseph or St. Therese Lassou's dad, St. Louis Martin. We honor those who love athletics and all walks of life like St. Sebastian. We honor even lawyers and travelers like St. Christopher. We even have saints who are brains like the great St. Augustine who gave us the RCIA program and St. Thomas Aquinas who gives us the density and the bulk of the teaching of the Holy Eucharist. We also honor patron saints, those are students. And I'd like to highlight a couple of people today as we look at these saints, because you notice these saints are all different walks of life. Ordinary people like you and me who live extraordinary in the world. And one of the saints I'm gonna to highlight today is a saint by the name of Saint Joseph of Cupertino. Because many people think we have to have all of our ducks in a row to get to heaven. St. Cupertino, Joseph of Cupertino, was a man who struggled in school. He failed many of his exams. And as he was becoming a priest, he would remember they thought they'd have to give him an easier test. But he would always pray as he knew the material that they would ask him the questions he could answer. Even though he was not the smartest man in the world, the man could levitate. 
He had extraordinary qualities because he turned to God for the help he needed to persevere in his suffering. We also have saints who have disfigured their bodies like St. Rose of Lima. Because she was so beautiful, she scarred herself so that she would not tempt any man to lust over her body. We have other saints who have fasted, like St. John Vianney, most of his life, who lived on the Eucharist and one boiled potato for his diet every single day. Now we notice as we look at these saints, there is not one clear-cut path. Not one path, as they all have different walks of life. They're planted in different parts of the world. And not everybody was like St. Francis, who got rid of all of his stuff. Or St. John Vianney, who fasted. We don't need, the saints today do not need our praise. They're already seeing God face to face in heaven, and they are happy in his presence. What else can we learn about the saints? The thing that draws us here today is when we study their lives, our hearts should yearn to be with them, to long to be with them in heaven. And that's why I think it's very important that we look at today's gospel of the Beatitudes. When are we truly happy? When are we truly blessed? In the gospel today, we hear, blessed are they who mourn. How happy they will be, because they will be comforted. Now, I don't know of anybody who gets out of bed in the morning and says, I want to mourn today. Lord, just let me mourn today and cry all day long. Notice to be a saint and to be happy is countercultural than the world. Our Lord says on the mountain today, blessed are the poor. Or happy are the poor. Now that doesn't mean the people who are rich, like St. Louis, can't get to heaven. He made it to heaven as he was king of France. But what does it mean? It means he's happy to recognize that every breath he takes is a gift from God. That's what it means to be poor in spirit. Happy are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. We are called to seek the truth every day. And the truth is found in the Lord alone. This past weekend, we heard the readings. We are called to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, our mind, our soul, and our strength. What does this really mean in applying this to the Beatitudes? How do we love the Lord with all of our heart? Well, it's our heart that pumps the blood through our veins and arteries. Every beat is meant to love the Lord, to be in communion with the God who made us for the sake of heaven. What does it mean to love the Lord with all of our mind? That every decision we make is a decision to be in communion with God. I was once asked by a priest in my CCD class, is it easy to become a saint, yes or no? And all of a sudden, all the students raised their hand and they said, no, it's not easy to become a saint. And the priest said, time out, let's stop and talk about this. He said, every day you live, if you live honoring the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul, body, and strength, 
You're either drawing closer to heaven or you're slipping further away. At the end of the life, we have either chosen heaven or we are going to fall short by our choices. That's what it means to put the Lord our God first in all things. Now imagine the life of these saints in heaven. Imagine what it would be like having a conversation with St. John the Baptist about a proper diet. What did he eat? Grasshoppers and honey and locusts. Imagine what it would be like having a conversation talking to St. Paul about murdering St. Stephen. What went through his heart that day? Why would this be so beautiful? Because when St. Paul found the Lord, he repented and he gave him his heart, his mind, his body, and his soul completely to bring the gospel to the Gentiles. What would it be like to have a conversation with St. Peter, hearing when Jesus, talking to him about the time Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. You're an obstacle to me. What do you think St. Peter could teach us about ego? I think the saints can teach us a lot. And they are personal people that you and I can relate to. We can even have the conversation in times we doubt our faith with St. Thomas, who doubted the resurrection of the Lord. What about a conversation? What was it like for St. John to lay his head on the chest of Jesus on the night of the Last Supper, knowing that Jesus would die? I would love to ask him the question, what was he listening to? We can dialogue with the saints. We can dialogue with them as we can with the Lord. And the more we get to know the saints, the more our yearning and desire will be for heaven. That's why St. Teresa of Lisieux said, don't just be a half saint. You have to be a complete saint. And that's why during the month of November, we thank God for the gift of purgatory. Why? Because purgatory means we are on our way to heaven, of being purified of our sin and the consequences due to our sin. You know, I often teach little children, it's like taking your Thanksgiving dinner plates, nobody puts the china back into the cupboard without washing it. That's why we have to be pure, the book of Revelation says, before we enter into heaven. Today, what do we have to do to be able to turn back to heaven? The saints have shown us the way. The saints have shown us there is not one certain path. Today, I'd like you to reflect on which saints would you say have the greatest radiance in heaven today? And I like teaching children this one of two ways. I like thinking Jesus of all the radiance in the world like the sun. The Blessed Mother like a million watt light bulb because she never sinned. The apostles right underneath her. And what do they do? They illuminate the love and the light of Christ. And that's why I think ordinary people like myself, someday if I'm a 40 watt light bulb, there's still light of Christ radiating and shining through me. And that's why we come to this altar today, because the saints have a greater capacity 
to receive the graces God has for them. Imagine coming with a gallon jug to be filled. First an eight ounce glass versus a little thimble. The little thimble can still receive. And sometimes I look at my life, Lord, I am that little thimble, fill me up today. I'd like to think I'm the gallon jug, but I don't have the capacity that many of the saints were given. So today, I'd like to leave you with a little thing to reflect on. What do all the saints have in common? They had a pact, P-A-C-T, with God. And that's why an acronym that all the saints had in common, they all had PACTS. What does P stand for? They all praise God. Not just at Mass, not just at home, wherever they went. What is this praise all about? It's a right understanding of who God is. Not just on Sunday only, not just during church only, but as they went into the world, they went honoring God and not wanting to displease Him. They praised Him for the little victories. They praised Him for the defeats because they knew that God was leading them on. P is for praise and prayer. A is for adoration. Adoration means we simply sit at the feet of the Master. We listen to Him speak to us, whether it's at Mass, through the readings, in adoration. And as we do that, we start to worship in honor, as we heard in the book of Revelation tonight in that first reading. The people around the throne, what do they do? They worship and they honor God all day long because they are in His presence. Do we have that desire? Or do we need to pray for that desire in our own way? P is for praise and prayer. A is for adoration. C is for contrition. You know, some people say they can't become a saint because of where they've been. I don't think any of us here have been as bad off as St. Paul. St. Paul murdered. St. Jerome swore at other saints and told them where to go. But St. Jerome is in heaven as well as St. Paul. They've all had sins. They're not proud of their past. But they pressed forward and they did not lay in their empathy. They repented and ran to Jesus. That's what contrition is all about. What about tea for Thanksgiving? You know, imagine Thanksgiving. Everything we have is a gift. I imagine today many children in the world do not have a bed or a pillow or warm clothes. Another million people in the world today do not have running water. Who am I to sleep in a comfortable bed, take a warm shower every morning, and have stuff to clean my hair, my face, and my teeth? And that's why Thanksgiving is such a gift. And that's why I reminded you last weekend, the Mass is the act of Thanksgiving to God. Imagine getting up at the Thanksgiving meal and walking out on your mom and not saying, thank you. Or thank you, mom, for the gift of life. How many times every day do we do that to God where we don't stop and thank Him? Because we believe we're entitled little children. St. John reminds us today, we are children of God. That's why we go to the Father with thanksgiving. 
P is for prayer and praise, A is for adoration, C is for contrition, T is for thanksgiving, S could have many factors. Could be sacrifice, could be serve. My S today is gonna to be about supplication. We need to ask for the help that we need. We need to run to Jesus for the desires of our family, for our community, for our nation, for the world. Many people today don't believe things will change, but those are the people that quit going to Jesus. Jesus is our hope. He is our loving God. And that's why you and I today are called to serve him with all we got, loving him in all things. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. Amen.